Greetings, rulers. For our 11th night rule, I was very happy to speak with comedian Aaron Berg. We discussed West Side Cobra Kai and touched on a few other fun topics. I was fortunate enough to interview Aaron for um, my other podcast earlier in the year. So if you want to check that out, that's uh, Handkerchief Dynasty, episode 79. Um, I might edit that a little bit and release it on this feed a little bit later too, because it was quite a fun conversation as well. Today's intro track will be from Koshimaharu. The name of this song is Lakwa Sonora. And our outro track will be one of my all-time favorite rock anthems. Uh, the name of this song is Run With Us, and that's by Lisa Loheed. So without any further ado, please uh, enjoy Night Rule. Yeah, did you ever watch that old show, that old cartoon they played in Canada in like the 80s and 90s, The Raccoons? And it had like the most epic like rock anthem ballad at the very, over the end credits. It was like, it's oh, yeah. better than the show. Let me hear it. Play it. No, no, I don't. I, I can't know. play it, but it's going to be, it's going to be our outro. Yeah. It's like how this. Hard, how hard rocking is it? It's, uh, uh, I wouldn't say it's hard rocking. I mean, it's, you know, it's 80s. It's like a, maybe like a bit of a synthy rock ballad, but I mean. The vocals, the guitar, it's got it all. You know, I don't know is, why it's buried. What is synthy? What is synthy? Keyboards. There's some keyboard involvement. That's oh. all I can really say. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited to hear it. Congratulations wow. on your podcast. Uh, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. A lot. It's it's gone quite well for the first bit. I mean, a little bit of a shaky start. I uh, changed the name a few episodes in. I'm what still learning as I go here. It was, originally was it, kill, it was originally Kill the Lights. And then it turns out that uh, when I when I tried to find it online, it was basically just buried under a whole bunch of other results. So I was like, "Fuck that shit!" Uh, and then it's now Night Rule, which I, I like a lot better. And it's more artsy, a little more pretentious. You know, gives me a little more cultural cachet. Hopefully, is that what you're looking for? 
Always, always. I mean, I'm grasping for anything. I'm grasping for any any form of attention. You know, I'm not even hoping for love or affection. You know, those are like far off dreams. Like that's like that's that's a that's a specter that that haunts haunts the horizon. But um, just any any kind of attention. You know, if I can like yell at someone and make them sad, that feels good too. You know, like my life has really devolved a lot emotionally, physically. And love and attention are both very fleeting, right? Uh, I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I mean, they fled the scene long before I arrived. That's all I know. Yeah. Because I remember, you know, I, I love my wife still, but I remember feeling really in love, you know, when we first started to fall in love and knowing that feeling and how it escapes and then it comes back. But it does it does flee. It's not always a constant. Mm. Reminds me of this kind of fucked up dystopic commercial I saw featuring Bob Dylan. Um, but it was also quite profound. It was like, Google was advertising their AI. I think it was Google. And they had this little AI bot that was talking to Bob Dylan and it had like analyzed the lyrics to his, you know, all of his songs. I don't know how long it took or whatever, how many nanoseconds. And, and, and it was like, Oh, I'll, I'll tell you what your music's about Bob Dylan. And he was like, what is it? And it's like, Oh, uh, time passes and love fades. And Bob Dylan's just like, that. Bob Dylan's just like, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> dark you know i I feel like when the robots really start to talk they're only going to say the most disturbing shit to us that's like feels so true but like so bizarre at the same time are you sad that probably what has been the best year of your life is about to end i'm thrilled i'm thrilled actually you probably had one of the best years of your life would you agree you think so i I mean i heard of you for the first time Uh, okay becoming known um yeah you know was you didn't get covid i, I don't think so i, I mean I, right. you know it's, anything's possible i uh, i can't i can't really say uh, to be honest the podcasting has been fantastic for sure i definitely don't uh-huh. want to disagree on that point but best year of my life i mean the best year of my life is the one i remember nostalgically that like never existed that's just like a fever dream that's the best year of my life i think what happened yeah, in that sure. year in that imaginary year you know there were like toys and and games and and laughter and frivolity um you know childish pursuits uh precocious how how many times a day do you laugh quite a lot more i'm 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 laughing a lot more these days i find i don't know if that's just like a sign of madness (laughs) or um, the way you laugh right there that's a sign (laughs) of madness and again, you did it again. You're, you're, now that last laugh was of joy, but the other two preceding that were madness, clearly. I heard someone say, have you ever heard this, that if you record someone's laugh and then speed it up or slow it down, you can like tell if it's sincere or not based on how it sounds like sped up or slow down? I can tell a sincere laugh because mm. I've heard so many and been doing stand-up for 20 years. I can, I can tell a fake laugh immediately now. Well, then to get on your good side, I should definitely introduce you. Uh, we're so pleased to be joined by Aaron Berg, comedian extraordinaire. Um, you can check out his uh, comedy documentary, 25 Sets, on Amazon. It's fantastic. I really highly recommend it. Uh, and your show is called In Hot Water, correct? In Hot Water, Monday to Thursday on Compound Media. And my Patreon is patreon.com slash gum Fridays, which is uh, basically a Friday incarnation of in our water mm-hmm. yeah definitely check out and support his work because uh it's pretty top tier you know i'll have to ask you about patreon at some point too because that's on my mind as well but um 
What were we talking about? The sincerity of laughs? This is kind of a scary subject for me. Because no one want, no one likes to think that laughs aren't always sincere. I have not faked a laugh. And I can't remember the last laugh I faked. It, it's been years and years. Maybe when I was coming up as a comedian, I would fake a laugh to try and impress a higher up comedian or try and coax my way into their good books. Uh, but that's it. It must literally it must have been. Wow. At, at least 10 years, if not more, since I've faked a laugh. See, for me, I think it's the opposite. I think if it's been no more than 10 minutes, because like everything I do ultimately on, on some level, I think is fake. You know, I'm a very, I'm very much uh, just kind of a simulacrum of a person. Why it's don't really, you it's, eliminate it's, that and just uh, be your genuine self? Well, I'm worried if I do that, that eventually I'll, I'll become enlightened and so Zen that like I'll, I'll transcend this mortal coil and turn into a being made of like pure light. And I don't know if I'm ready for that. Like I, 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 I would miss, uh, you know, being able you to hang out. You wouldn't miss anything. And the Zen thing is a passing thing as well. It comes and goes. And then you just, uh, you, for a while, you'd be like, oh, I'm so in the moment. And then that just goes. And then you just live. And uh, it, it, it's a really cool thing. I've heard, I've heard a lot of people recommend it. I'll have to, I'll have to Google that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so did you ever end up buying that house? I mean, I always wanted to ask you about the Kafkaesque no. nightmare. And again, I use the term Kafkaesque far too often, but like what yeah. a, yeah, you never, you never ended up pulling a trigger on that. It's so bizarre. No. Did we talk about it the last time? I can't remember. Must've been the last time. Then I looked at another house that we were like, let's put an offer on this. And then my wife said, it's not the house. And I got really upset. And then uh, a day later, uh, they I found out like the electricity was too high and they didn't want to close until June. So it turned out it was not the house. So sometimes my wife can be correct. That's good. I mean, I don't know why it would cause any friction in the relationship. I mean, it's not as though the stakes are very high in this kind of decision. You're not, you're not like literally interviewing future lives for yourselves. So, you know, I would just wing it, you know, sign, sign or recline. Sardonic humor. Uh, I, I want a nice house. My wife keeps sending me pictures of these very blue collar type homes. Whereas I would like to spend a bit more money and feign that life of success a bit more. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to reach for the stars, right? You got to fake it till you make it. You know it. the I old mean, saying, if... you reach for the stars, you slip on the asphalt. You know that old saying? Uh, I don't know. I have, I mean, all sayings that I hear. I only know the first half of, like I used to read a book of them and it was all, they all just ended with dot, 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 you know? So for yeah. example, when in, when in Rome, I have no idea what the fuck I'm supposed to do in Rome. Like you tell me when in Rome, I, I would know. try the pizza. Why don't yeah, you try exactly. the pizza? That's probably what, yeah. When in Rome, try the pizza. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, now, hi Piper. How are you? Oh, my daughter just showed up. What's that? Oh, special guest. You need what? Oh, you have a house. Okay. Are you making foodie cakes? No, but I have a scary <laughs> thing in the basement. You have what in the basement? <laughs> a scary thing? Where? Oh, okay. Did you want to say hi? Say hello. 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 How are you? Say, how are you doing? How are you doing? Doing very well. Hope you're doing well, too. Say, um... What is your prediction for the new year? What are you for the new year? I think 
a lot of wonderful things are going to happen. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's my prediction says, for the new year. A lot of wonderful things and a lot of fun. <laughs> she laughed. And it seemed genuine. <laughs> it seemed genuine. Uh, the most heartwarming Piper, can human. Can you go upstairs? Please hold. Yeah, go ahead. Take a bit. Okay, she has gone upstairs to the other parental unit. Okay. She laughed at what your prediction was. Um, was that and, was that uh, like a like a, a laugh of disbelief? You think? Was she's like, yeah, right. I believe that shit when I see it. I think she. I mean, she has a pretty good life. Um, Actually, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> probably kids are getting hit the worst by this. She really doesn't get a lot of social time with other mm. kids. And that's really mm. sad. She should be in school and she can't be in school because, um, you know, the thing you were telling me about before you were texting me, how this hoax has been keeping you at home and blah, blah, blah. And you just want to inject bleach in your body. Um, so that thing, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, but look at it this way. This Look at the bright side, right? Like rather than the psychic trauma manifesting immediately, it's going to play out over a long period of time in, you know, things like personality disorders and addictions, you know? So do you think these kick kids, that can down the road? Will these kids be really messed up these, or will they just, that's all that they know. Because uh, if we had to wear masks, this, could you imagine if we were like in junior high or high school and they're like, you got to wear a mask for two years, uh, we would have been freaked out. Uh, uh, well, I did. I was wearing a mask in high school for a couple of years. I was doing a lot of B and E work. Um, but yeah, anyways, um, not not. Did you not, get arrested just... when you were a kid ever? I did some time, you know. Where? A couple of places, you know. No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to channel Tony Sirico. Um, no, I'm sure <laughs> she'll be fine. Again, again, actually, for a for a genuine positive thought. I mean, think about it this way. So, I I suspect that once the vaccination program is like really taken off and things do open up. I think I think everyone possibly, and or at least there's a great opportunity to just appreciate the living fuck out of life a lot more. And it's possible that there'll be this flourishing where people are just so much more appreciative of what they have that they actually do things like, you know, talk to their neighbors instead of just, you know, passively aggressively walking them by, walking by them. Um, hint, hint, my upstairs neighbor's a psycho, seriously, I'm scared. Pray for me. They, but, they um, heard that hint, hint? Maybe, maybe. Um, um, I, I hear him fucking rapping all the time upstairs, <laughs> like rapping to good, himself. Good rap um, or bad rap? Uh, terrible rap. So neither. But um, mm -hmm. like even genetically, you think about it, they've done these studies about like longevity of life. And this is maybe like a bit of a weird metaphor because it's science versus just like my slacker fucking speculation. But um, they found in populations like they studying birth and death records over hundreds of years, they found that the generations after a famine. So basically the generation lived through a famine, obviously like life expectancy would go down, but um, the generations after would actually see an increased life expectancy uh, compared to the average prior to the famine. So there's this idea that like somehow like there was some element of longevity that was like epigenetically transferred because of this difficult period. So uh, who knows, maybe like spiritually and socially we'll, we'll experience something similar. Well, in the most simplistic of forms, you're saying it'll just be like a pendulum swing. And then historically speaking, um, due to precedent, it would be something like the Roaring Twenties, which followed, you know, the Great Plague of 1918. So people will go out and live it up and the economy will boom. And I, I think that will happen. Now, when you say the vaccine, a.k.a. Bell's Palsy Light, 
when that hits people, do you think that it's really going to happen that quickly? Because people are getting injected here and they're saying this isn't the you still got to stay masked. You still got to socially distance. Uh, but then I go to Florida and none of these rules exist. Well, to be fair, no rules exist in Florida. It is it is like a lawless Mad Max style uh, Lone Star mm-hmm. Republic, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I it's gonna it's it's months and months away. But I mean, when you think about it, you know, like this is the thing. Like we hear about this vaccine and that vaccine. Really, there's only a handful I think that are prominent in like the Western media. Um, but there's vaccines being made all over the world, and every country that's producing them is working on like ramping the living fuck out of the production. So, I mean, I don't see why it's not possible that we could when consider considering that we had never invented a vaccine that a worked this way um in terms of just uh, splicing one single protein and b is a coronavirus vaccine which never existed in human history prior to this like we have the vaccines now it's a it's a question of management to to ramp up the program so i mean i'm I'm not saying it's gonna be super rosy everywhere but i i'm kind of hopeful that in like six months time you know People are going to be having reunion parties and basically like losing their shit for joy of like actually seeing the faces of the people they love. Now, I've still been going out and I was still doing shows up until last week. I'll be doing a show on New Year's Eve as well. But have you been really locked down? Because I gave that up after a couple months. Um. Well, yeah, I mean, in one form or another, I've been locked down since 98, you know, I mean, part of that mm-hmm. was uh, was due to the what the judge that what the judge decreed, but you know, other uh, some of it was, you know, self imposed kind of not exile. What's if it's what's what do you call self imposed exile when you just like won't leave your room self imposed imprisonment, self imprisonment. Yeah, yeah, you know, emotional detachment. Um, a fear of uh, intimacy. It's tough. It's tough. Uh, it's it's tough. You you can just end with that. It's tough. Yeah. It's very hard to cohabitate with somebody else to be you with somebody else. And you know, th- there's these dream worlds where people go, "Well, your your spouse or your significant other is supposed to accept you for who you are," and blah blah blah. And it's all therapeutic bullshit. It's you know, e- even if you were alone, you would still have to face these daily battles. So it's a question of uh, picking your battles and seeing which hill you want to die on. Totally, totally. Um, so and one thing cheat. I cheat—that's important. <laughs> Make sure you cheat. I don't do it, and I would be happier if I did. Oh boy! <laughs> uh, advice for the kids out there. Um, one thing I definitely wanted to hit on with you, though, because you were talking about it the last time we spoke, and I've since caught up. Is uh, is one show called Cobra Kai? Wow, which you is starting just made up my cock hard. Starting up again very soon. I think third season launches uh, like right January away. January first, right? January first, and uh, how awesome is that promo? Did you watch the new promo for it? I don't know if I've seen the newest one. No, I'm sure it's good though. Where Johnny's typing on the internet? No, no, no. Wow, you got to watch it. Okay, I definitely don't gotta. I mean, like it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's and it's really like uh, impressive that they were able to pull it off. Cause I remember actually watching a tiny bit of it and, and then I couldn't, I didn't get hooked. And I was just like, I didn't figure this like random YouTube show was really going to take off. And then like a few years later, it's like one, it's like, you know, prominent in the zeitgeist. It's probably the best show ever made in the history of the world. Uh, what about 30 um, something? Nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> it was gonna, the answer two, was, the answer was gonna more. be. <laughs> 
Nope. And Avatar: The Last Airbender. Okay. Nope. No. Cobra Kai is everything. It's uh, it's just awesome. It's such a great show. It's silly. It's dumb. It's so real. Oh boy, I can't wait. Just two I, more days. When's this come out? When's our podcast come out? Oh, it'll be out probably like to the, uh, tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. There you go. Um, January first, Cobra Kai. And guess who's yeah. in ten episodes as a guest star? Who? You're speaking to him. Are you fucking kidding me? I am no way. fucking kidding you. You I better be. So you. <laughs> Ten episodes as a guest star. I was like, what? Yeah. How awesome would yeah. that have been? Oh, man. Well, actually, I was thinking I want to write a part for you if I ever do get my uh, my Cobra Kai ripoff script uh, off the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be kind of combining the element of that show with a little West Side Story element, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they'll break into fighting and then into dance and then back into fighting and then love and then dance and then fighting and then singing. This sounds yeah. great. What Doesn't would it? you call it? I'm going to call it... Um, that's the problem. I don't have a title. And things really do suffer from not having a title, so it's a problem. What should we call it? West Side Cobra Kai. West Side Cobra Kai? That's actually yeah. kind of not... That's not bad. That could actually work. That's yeah. probably the future. There's eventually... Like the way I'm they combine flavors and products. I'm at the dojo. I'm just sweeping up at the dojo. <laughs> I'm alone. <laughs> Got no love. Where is the sensei? Hey, I'm the sensei. Hey, it's me. We gotta learn. We gotta fight. I'm the sensei. We're gonna rumble tonight. I don't wanna sweep. You need to sweep. I don't wanna sweep. You need to sweep. Sweep up the floor. It'll teach you self-defense. We're the Cobra Kai guys. We drive fast cars. We're coming to your town and there's gonna I'll be a rumble. I just want to sweep. I'm the sensei and I used to sell cars. I gave Johnny his first car and then he threw a bottle at it. Cobra Kai. West yeah. Side Story. Yeah. Coming yeah. soon to Broadway. 2024 oh, when it reopens. I, I think it's guaranteed to happen. I mean, like in terms of because the 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 idea well has been so dry for bone dry for so long i mean it's only a matter of time before they just because i mean that's the pitch for so many things now they're like it's this it meets this it's this if meets you this. don't eventually think it's gonna be cobra yeah. kai is gonna be at either the vancouver or toronto fringe festival as soon as they open up you are mistaken i guarantee you some second city level b student is thinking about it right now and they're gonna do it mm-hmm well, I mean, but I'm with sure an incredibly diverse cast. It'll be there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all the Miyagi-Do <laughs> students will be trans and all the Cobra Kai students will be black lesbians. But then they have to change the script so that nobody's a bad guy and everybody's good. As long as they have no Asians, you know, you got to maintain that tradition of, of, of in a martial arts film or a martial arts themed show. When make sure people <laughs> start hating Asians so much and why are they clustered in? to white people now. It happens at schools where they're like, Asian people are no longer considered people of color. Have you heard this? Oh, sure, like in like the, you mean in terms of, um, yeah, for the admittance, pro- the admissions process and whatnot. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was a big, pretty big controversy. I mean, I it's, that's a really complicated issue that's like a whole hour in and of itself, but like it's, uh, it's kind of funny because I honestly think it just happens to be that, you know, a lot of Asian students come from families that have a strong emphasis on studying and, you know, like scholarship and academic achievements. So 
like <laughs> to like be punished for that is kind of like a bizarre it's like oh yeah but you're just too good at it and we need to make sure like what i don't know it, it's insane to me isn't it because the it just shows you like well this could go an incredibly racist route all right i don't want to join the clan just go ahead all right change subjects back to cobra kai dancing yeah yeah Miyagi's gonna have his way tonight. <laughs> oh, here comes Ralph Macchio's daughter. She's only a six, but on TV, she's an eight. Look out, here she comes. And there's the two kids fighting and the one kid with the hair lip. But it's not a hair lip, it's a fake hair lip. Why didn't they cast a real hair-lipped kid? I need a job. That's the hair-lipped kid saying that. <laughs> I. It's funny, that character... That character arc was like one of the most satisfying ones for me, but like when the way the character went, it's like, I kind of can't hate him or love him now. It's weird because he's a villain now, obviously. But he's a victim of his own circumstances. Yeah, but he kind of, he, he's making dumb choices now though too. I mean, I guess it's obviously there for the purposes of, of the drama, but what, I don't he's know. He's in three, he goes to a gay bar and does coke off a guy's dick. Oh, nice. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's the first episode. I, yeah. Someone leaked it to me. It's a bit it's, of a um, bit of a tonal departure for the series, <laughs> but I like it. <laughs> the other yeah. guy goes to jail. He wakes up in jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be so good. Me and you should uh, have a Cobra Kai weekly meeting, and just oh, and I'm down. Cobra Kai. Yeah. Well, have me on uh, in hot water, and I'll be happy to to go over it. Um, okay. Uh, I just invited myself on. So, I mean, I think one of the things that really makes it work so well is, I mean, even more so than Karate Kid Part Two or Man, oh man, I don't know if you've watched Karate Kid Part 3 in a while, but whew, it's a tough, <laughs> it is a tough watch after. after I remember a like Clint Eastwood is coaching her while she's boxing. No, no, that's. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, remember no, exactly, she, she has exactly. a penis and she gets in a car with the guy. And uh, I don't know, that was Boys Don't Cry. I, I never watched that because it sounded so intense. Um, no, but I think it captures this, like the spirit of the original in that you have kind of a charis charismatic young protagonist, um, although you probably argue Johnny's protagonist, but I'm just gonna pretend Miguel's protagonist who's like looking for this kind of father figure and like finds one and it like changes his life. It's like at its core, like that's, that's what the Karate Kid is about, I think to a large extent um, and in Cobra Kai, kind of captures that and then it's doing its whole other thing doing this kind of modern um genre adaptation of this like uh like 80s movie that's like 30 years old you know yeah it's a time warp capsule of today it's really cool i like it yeah what like else it did you watch on netflix that 2020 thank god 2020 is dead or something uh death to 2020 no i saw the ads for yeah. it not really like the, the first type of thing. 20 minutes Oh yeah, and then it's you shoot the TV with a revolver. Oh no, I mean it's more down the middle than you would expect. Um, it's not a totally left-leaning take, which is what Netflix is finding now is like they want to play down the middle. Um, so it's interesting. I, I'll watch the rest of it and let you know. It's not horrible, um, but I, living in this country now is a weird time because I live in New York and, you know, people say New York's dead. There's still a heartbeat, but it's, it's really so far gone from where it was a year ago. And um, to see like how busy the streets used to be and the energy's not there. 
what made New York, New York was the energy, the people, and it's not there. There's still some fight left, um, but it's mm. not, it's not what it was. What's the population of, uh, of like the greater metropolitan, like NYC area. It's like gotta be like what? Well, it was about 10 million. Right now it's 250,000. <laughs> I'm joking. So, I mean, it's, that's it's, what it feels like. But like getting the vaccines to populations like that, like it should be easier given that everyone, like there's a, a lot denser population, but I mean, it's also, there's way more people like, I don't know. Um, I have no idea how many vaccines have been, been distributed there now. You know, I also think it's important to recognize that, you know, I think the and experts are saying this, that like, well, even when everyone is vaccinated, there's still going to be people that get sick and die from COVID. It's going to be something that's like around still, but it just won't be, it just won't be like everywhere, you know, which the is a hopeful from, thought. The girl from Gilligan's Island died. Mm. Do you remember Gilligan's Island? I remember Gilligan's Island. I'm trying to write a Gilligan's Island joke, but I don't think I've seen enough of it to really know much more than there's a millionaire who had a hat and then Gilligan wore the the classic uh, red shirt with a real white collar. <laughs> you, and... you could say they tried to give her a vaccine made of coconuts. There you um, go. <laughs> uh, yeah, she died. That's sad. Yeah, it's sad. Um, then Rob Schneider shared on Twitter today, his mother is 92 and she had COVID for a week and now she's fine and eating ice cream. Mm. Yeah, man, like we're not out of the woods yet, but like, I mean, I think the question is really like what kind of like society we come back to when this is over. Like, I think there's going to be, there's still, there's still questions about how, you know, we actually restructure things a little bit to make it so that we're not so completely fucked the next time this happens. Right. And, and a lot of experts are saying, you know, like the, the real pandemic is, is in the future because like relative to other stuff that's come about, like the the death rate from this is even not that it's not even that fucking high so mm -hmm. that's another hopeful thought see we're here we're here to make people appreciative of the hopeful future what are your plans for the future um well i'm looking for work right now in between jobs so i'm gonna try and do this podcast as much as i can i am gonna launch and this is probably a good segue i'm gonna launch a patreon page but reading a few example patreon pages it seemed like it was like if you took like 45 teenagers and and jammed them into Joss Whedon's head and just like, it's so whimsical. I just can't, I almost can't stand the whimsy of it all, you know? Uh -huh. And uh, if I can somehow find a way to, to, to not be too whimsical or be my own kind of whimsical without feeling like a total dick. And then also like some of the rewards that people put out there, it's like, oh, you give me, give me like hundreds of dollars a month and I'll like send you like, one thing it's like <laughs> what the fuck is that about i mean <laughs> i don't get it at all That's but i guess exactly it's about i guess do. it's about supporting we we send out to our top level patrons two hats a year several gifts and the patrons below that get like one hat a year several gifts and it trickles down but now our top level patrons are getting like custom stuff like cigar ashtrays uh, in hot water, beard bomb, whole mm. bunch of stuff. So we get pretty well, that's, hoity that's, Yeah, I'd, I'd love to do custom stuff. Like I have, you know, I have a few friends who are artists and, you know, I know uh, one of them, for example, does like really beautiful embroidery. So like, it would be awesome to be able to commission stuff AIDS from her works. to make people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so we'll see, like, I'm, well, that'll be launching probably in the next few days. So, uh, so people can check that out. It'll be um, patreon.com slash night rule. 
but um you know i'll do that i have some writing projects i'm kind of working on kind of chipping away at uh i have no idea if they'll go anywhere but i'm enjoying them so i'll continue to do that and then um you know i'll uh just be jamming my fingernails into the my palm as i as i make a anxious and angry fist you know seven to six or six to seven hours a day beyond that you know nice. just the stand, standard menu you know okay like the character like the character in blade runner it's like not yet not yeah. yet you're gonna be uh, fine yeah i think so i think so oh, i'm gonna probably gonna fine. post i'm probably gonna post our first um conversation i think for this podcast too because i think people would enjoy it um mm-hmm. just fyi because it's all about it's all about recycling that footage um so wait how old is your daughter 18. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, she has a cute voice for an 18 year old. I mean, I, I swear, like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a man. Okay. Like I'm oh, yeah. not some kind of, I'm not some kind of like guy that isn't a man. Okay. So don't, don't hug me and not pat me on the back to make sure we both know we're not gay. Okay. okay. But like, I will say that being said, little girls who have the little girl voice, like it's like, it's pretty crazy cute when they're just like, like whose heart doesn't melt, you know, a little bit. It sounds like that kid has a horrible stutter. That's true. Uh, Yeah, Piper is uh, three, she's three years of age. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I feel as though you, you, I mean, my impression certainly now more so is that you're very much in the mold of of kind of the gentle giant uh, father figure. Do you feel do you feel the gentle giant uh, as a cultural trope has been um, underserved in recent years and, and is in need of a revival? I feel it's been the term has been overused uh, a great deal, um, mainly like when someone is shot and they're like he was a gentle giant. Uh, oh yeah, that like, is when that is when it comes out, isn't it? <laughs> That's yeah. So, fucked up. so I change it to he was a gentle knife wielding giant who ran at the police. Um, it, it's it's been overused, but gentle giant is not. And I'm not really. I'm only five six, and I'm uh, leaning to the higher height. You know, I'm five five and a half. But uh, yeah, I'm not. I don't like to yell at her. I've, I've never smacked her butt. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, she kind of walks over me for them. One of these days, she's going to have to get a smack on the butt. My wife keeps telling me that. She keeps saying, you got to stop threatening her and actually do it. And I, and I don't want to. Mm, mm, mm. I'm not going to make any comment. <laughs> it's a mind, it's right. a minefield, you know, if, you know, I was, I, I got, I got a smack on the butt once in a while, you know, I still do, yeah. but like, not really by choice. Um, yeah, Just I got like, like a spoon, a belt. I mean, you look at uh, how you evolve and you're like, well, I turned out great. But it's like there was so many bad years between that and this that you don't know if it really works. Mm. Yeah, parenting seems like a minefield to me. Like, I'm sure I'm sure that, like, you know, the joy of it is is you know, uh, strong enough that, that the fear abates at times. But I imagine if I ever did have kids, I would just be in like constant fear of like, well, that that really wouldn't be much of a change for my life it right is, now. It's actually. a it's a <laughs> scary thing. That was my fear. Like I would always picture having a kid and be like, "Oh no, something happens to her. We got to take her to the hospital." That fear was always in the back of my head. And then, like two weeks ago, she fell on the step and like busted her lip open. She saw her own blood for the first time, and having to take her then, I was like, "That was you know." And I stayed very calm throughout it. But that's you know, these fears in your life, you have to overcome them. And it's a, it's a great thing to have kids. It's a beautiful thing. 
Well, for now, I'm I'm definitely tr- just sticking with the uh, the cold and barren lone existence that ends when I die. But I'll I'll let you know. Um, okay. And the rhythm <laughs> method. You do the rhythm method. Totally. Nice. Totally. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like I love I, I got lots of rhythm. You know, you're talking about like with the bass and guitar and sax. No, right? I mean pulling out and finishing on a stomach. That's a different thing. With the trombone. No, come semen. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, in the na- in the naval orchestra, I understand. Sorry. Okay. Um... No, <laughs> dropping hot loads on your lady's oh belly, and then grabbing a warm washcloth or sandpaper, whatever she prefers, mm. and uh, excusing mm. yourself, watching your genitalia in the sink. Mm, mm, mm. Good advice for the kids. I hope your daughter's out of the room now. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> well, actually, speaking of fun, though. Uh, I was thinking also you'd be a great guy to ask this question because I feel like we're, we're, you know, in the interest of creating that kind of fun environment that we're all going to hopefully have, say, in six to eight months from now, um, you know, there's a lot of cultural knowledge that's been lost about just like how to have a nice party. And, uh, and I'm sure you're someone that has a lot of, or potentially some stories about some interesting parties you've been to, some interesting things that have happened at parties, or maybe just barring that you have some advice for uh, the young listeners out there about how to party down uh, when and where and if they're able to in 2021. Wuhan, 2021, Wuhan, <laughs> wet market, steam, oh, dancing, dude. no masks, kissing, spitting, bats, and then there's a coughing bar where they serve you coffee, but they cough while they serve you the coffee. And you just take it on the chin and go, no big thing. <laughs> doesn't sound like a terrible time um i like coffee you know yeah i like steam you know i think steam is underrated you know like there's only you know there's like when when aren't you and when, when aren't you experiencing like a or when when are you not at least a little bit in danger of getting like fourth degree burns on your entire body you know just live a little just embrace it yeah i agree um oh, although you're i mean you're you know you're uh a responsible father figure now so you probably haven't haven't uh, been outside the house even before the lockdown you're just teaching her numbers and letters and arithmetic she's learning that but we go out all the time and uh i only wear masks inside i don't wear a mask outside do you wear a mask outside uh not on the street but if i go inside anywhere i do yeah yeah that's what i mean inside that's not outside yeah I mean, if I'm, I'll leave it on if I'm like still doing shopping and going between places. And also if I'm, if I'm planning on any work, doing any robberies, that's pretty important. Yeah. So you don't want to forget that kids. Let me tell you. It's like, you feel so yeah. dumb. You know, you like finish the robbery, you get home, you put your hand in your pocket and you find your mask there and you're like, fuck. Yeah. Do you feel like doing more crime now? Like there's, I'll go to self-checkout and I'll be like, I don't really need to ring all this stuff through. I could just leave. Uh, I do feel that often. I still pay, but the thought crosses my mind. I mean, um, just because like the 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 underlying foundation of society is just rotting away at its core, more so than usual. Is there you just don't feel the need to participate yes. in the social contract? Yeah. No. I mean, I already had that. I definitely want to do crimes more. A lot of my a lot of my crimes now are like because there's just not much opportunity for other kinds of crimes. A lot of them are just kind of thought crimes. You know, I'll think to myself like two plus two is five. And I just have like yeah. this like awesome sense of, of power and empowerment. I'm just like, fuck everyone else, man. Two plus two is five. There's nothing you can do to tell That's me otherwise. That's what non-binary should mean. It's just people that can't add. 
I thought that, that, that is what it meant. Yeah. No, we support our non-binary family members. I mean, everyone's welcome at the party, Aaron, which I'm, I'm glad you're here because to be honest, you're, <laughs> you're probably the most, and you're, you know, you're a pretty liberal guy, but you're probably the most uh, like centrist person I've had on the podcast of all these wonderful and brilliant, you know, Bolsheviks and scientists and whatnot so far. I love being among scientists. Isn't it nice? Yeah, it makes me feel like a philosopher. Yeah. Well, like that's what a, that's what a really great party was. I think back in the day, before before the knowledge of how to party well was lost, it was uh, it was a lot of fruitful, passionate, uh, you know, lively discussion that was done in kind of an affable way. Whereas, like now, you go to a party and and if you have that discussion, it's really just like a bunch of people just trying to look more interesting than they actually are. Or at least like that's certainly in my case, that's been my experience. That's certainly what I nowadays. Doing. If you go to a party, somebody calls the police on you because there's more than ten people in a household. That's true. That's true. Mm -hmm. Do you think people are disappointed when you cancel plans or do you think they would be offended if you don't cancel the plans at this point? People love when you cancel plans. I just canceled plans. Love it. Yeah. 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 And like, it's, it's a bizarre thing to be more excited when the plans are canceled and like more nervous that like, oh, they haven't canceled yet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what's going on it's 45 minutes they haven't canceled yet what's who who does that that's yeah. so rude so rude i think that you would be a barrel of laughs at a party and anybody would be happy to have you at their party oh shucks well i mean i'll i'll take the compliment uh without uh but i will warn you i don't take compliments very well that's yeah, a I'll good take, way I'll take that to one. not take a compliment well is to raise your voice yeah um, I have been to parties in the past and uh, they were somewhat successful uh, in terms of, uh, you know, being able to pilfer the odd like case of beer from the fridge. Have you ever been to a party where someone did that? You're just like, you, there's a case of beer in the fridge and then someone just like walks in, opens the door and then walks out with it. <laughs> like, yeah. What, like what, what goes through your mind? You're just like, my, my interest in being, in being welcome in this social circle is just so infinitesimal compared to my interest in these 24 beers but um yeah like what else uh, what else is going on like what what are your plans for the next little bit and where can people follow you if they uh, want to check you out i'm gonna do a new year's show on new year's eve in new york city it's kind of a secret show and i'll be doing in hot water monday to thursday on compoundmedia.com and atlantic city january 22 23 comedians of the compound I'll be in Austin, Texas in April. I'll be in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio in March. And in February, I'll be in Florida. So I'm going to go back on the road. Awesome. Well, I hope that goes well. You know, be safe. No, uh, I will. no, uh, spin the bottle parties. That's the no Rona. <laughs> yeah. Rona? What's Rona? Yeah. Corona. Oh, Rona. Sorry. Yeah. There's... <laughs> um, but yeah, let's uh, we'll we'll hook it up again sometime soon, and uh, and uh, have a nice night with your daughter and your wife, and just uh, hope you guys had a great holiday, and just uh, really really always a pleasure to talk to you. So uh, you too. Let's care. do we'll a do Cobra Kai catch up after we let's, binge watch it. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. I can't wait.